Hello everyone, Chris Carlton here. In this interview, we talk with Callie Ronstrom, who is the Study Away Coordinator, W Superior. And in this interview, there are two things I really like. First, we talk about the scholarships, get really in-depth with it. You learn that there are scholarships and grants set aside specifically at your school that no other schools have that you can apply to and probably get. And my, I also like the food that Callie talks about because I've actually had it before. And I, she paints a really good picture of it. And it's just something that I actually cooked not too long after interviewing her. So enjoy. Let me know if you have any questions. All right, and we'll see you next time. The three biggest reasons only 10% of students study abroad. They're afraid of being homesick. They don't think it's safe. And the number one reason people don't study abroad is cost. We're here to dispel all that. Find out exactly how that 10% crafted their study abroad journey and how you can too. I'm Chris Carlton, and this is the Study Abroadcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Study Abroadcast. This is Chris Carlton here with Callie Ronstrom of the University of Wisconsin Superior. Callie, thank you very much for coming on the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're very welcome. Uh, we're glad you're here. Uh, so, jumping right into it, could you maybe talk a little bit about your study back, study abroad background, your first study abroad experience, and kind of how you got to Superior and fell into your position today? Sure, I can. So, I grew up in Duluth, Minnesota, which is just across the bridge from Superior. And when I was in high school, my sister and her boyfriend went to Europe for a year, and they were living in a van and traveling around Europe. So when they were doing that, I had the chance to go there and visit them. And that was kind of my first international adventure. So I think, you know, sometimes people talk about getting the bug and that's when I got the bug for traveling abroad. Mm -hmm. So I did my undergrad at the University of Minnesota in Duluth, and it was Spanish and international studies. And I did a semester abroad then in Costa Rica. And so that was my first time really living abroad, studying abroad. I went to the University of Costa Rica in San Jose. I lived with a host family and had the chance to really be integrated into Costa Rican life and culture and, and loved it and have wanted to work in international education ever since I had that experience. That sounds like a really exciting journey that you had. I, I could imagine how uh, you, you know, having someone close to you study abroad or be, live in Europe for a while, that would make anyone want to go as well, too, right? Exactly. Yeah, she was kind of my my first invitation outside of the U.S. Okay. And uh, so maybe talk a little bit about uh, UW Superior. It's way up there. Everyone knows you probably the. I think how everyone knows about Superior, at least outside of it, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger actually went there, which I don't know if a lot of people know that. It's kind of funny. But uh, what makes Superior unique? There are a lot of things that make it unique. So Superior itself is a small town kind of on the North Shore of Lake Superior. And so just the physical location of where we are, it's beautiful. Lake Superior is beautiful. There's tons of outdoor recreation opportunities within the Twin Ports. Here at UW Superior, we're a small liberal arts college. We're the northernmost campus in the University of Wisconsin system. Um, we have only about 2,500 students and our faculty ratio is about 14 to one. And so our students have a lot of great opportunities to really get to know the faculty, to work closely with them. We have um, four different research centers that are doing work 
um, with the ecosystem of Lake Superior and also with transportation and logistics, which is one of our unique programs being right here. We're part of, you know, the students have access to the shipping industry that happens here in Lake Superior. Nice. And you, you mentioned that it was across the bridge from the Twin Cities. About how far of a drive is it to the Twin Cities from Superior? So it's not the Twin Cities. It would be Duluth. Oh, Duluth. I'm sorry. Yep. So Duluth, Minnesota and Superior, Wisconsin are known as the Twin Ports. The Twin Ports. Oh, yep. that's where you got me. Okay. Yep. And so it's just about a 10-minute drive across the bridge to Duluth, which is a little bit bigger city, so students have the opportunity to access opportunities that are happening in Duluth and Superior. So they have kind of the smaller hometown feel of Superior, and then there's you know some bigger opportunities in Duluth that they can access as well. Yeah, uh, that's um. So if you guys don't know too, there, Wisconsin and Minnesota have something called reciprocity where students from Minnesota can go to Wisconsin and students in Wisconsin can go to Minnesota for the price of in-state tuition. I don't know if anywhere else in the country has that, that reciprocity, but there's, so there's a lot of Minnesota students in Wisconsin and a lot of Wisconsin students in Minnesota, and it just opens it up and it gives people a lot more options for that in-state tuition. Now, uh, tr uh, transitioning into international education and studying abroad, could you maybe talk about why a student today, a study abroad student today, kind of what their misconceptions and fears are when they come into your office. What's their biggest, you know, doubt about studying abroad? How do you get them to study abroad? What do you tell a student who comes into your office and they just say, well, I'm kind of thinking about it? So I think to your first question about what are their biggest fears or what's holding them back, for our students, a big the biggest thing that they're worried about seems to be finances and how they're going to pay for it. And so often one of the first things we talk about in our office is financial opportunities and how they can use the financial aid package that they have. A great benefit for Wisconsin residents is that they have the opportunity to get a grant of up to $2,000 for study abroad, which many students aren't aware of, but really helps remove that financial barrier from them. And then I always review the scholarships that are available through our foundation as well. Yeah, I would so, say. so does Superior have, so I've noticed every school does a little, something a little different. Does Superior have anything specific for the its students for studying abroad? In yep. The, okay. Yeah, through our foundation, we have a handful of different scholarships that are specifically um, for study abroad. And so students just have to do a quick application through our foundation and they can access those scholarships. Oh, wow. So and how, about how many, how many scholarships are awarded and how much, how much do you guys give out a year? Um, with the Wisconsin study abroad grants, they can get up to $2,000 just depending on the, the number of credits that they're taking. Right. And then we have another one called the Spooner Scholarship for Study Abroad. And that one we usually award about $1,000 per student. And again, it depends on the type of program that they're going on. Um, but with that one, we could award about 20 student scholarships through that fund. Oh, that's really good, especially at a, a school with 2,500 people, right? Yeah, it's a great opportunity for students. Yeah, so there you go, guys. Study abroad and you get free money, essentially. Just have to write a good scholarship essay. And I actually talk about that a lot 
in my uh, in my blog actually I have infographics about how I got it and yeah so check that out um, now do you have you been anywhere else since Costa Rica or anywhere you've been but traveling always affords really good stories I've, I've learned and could you maybe tell me a good travel story that you have from your own travels sure so I try to travel as much as I can and one of the biggest uh, impactful experiences on my life was I was in the Peace Corps for three years. Okay. And when I was in the Peace Corps, I lived in Guatemala and I lived in a small kind of rural community and I was doing youth development work. And so I worked in middle schools and I did some um, direct teaching with the students, but also some work with parents and teachers. So that was kind of what I was up to there. And my house that I lived in was part of a family compound. And so my house was was in the compound. My neighbor was a woman in her family. And then her mother actually lived just right next door. So I had, I was kind of part of this whole family community when I was there. And one of my favorite stories came from living in that community and And it's one of the things that I think just made me really realize about how special Guatemala is. So the story is that one day I was in my house and I was cooking something in my kitchen and this huge rat came out of from underneath my shelf. And so it was terrifying. I started screaming. My neighbor had a husky dog named Skipper. And so I actually started calling for the dog because I thought the dog could come and save me from this rat. And I was up on a chair screaming. My neighbor came in and was like, what's going on? What are you doing? And I was like, there's a rat, there's a rat. And so she got her sister-in-law and her mom, who was this like 80-year-old elderly woman, and brought them into my kitchen And the two of them chased this rat with little brooms that they had that they were working in the garden with. And they actually ended up killing the rat. And then they cleaned it all up and they bleached my entire kitchen. And and I was standing on the chair. And by the time they had gotten the rat out, I was like, thank you, thank you. I can get it from here. And they were just like, no, we have to help you get this cleaned up. And They took so much time cleaning my whole kitchen and helping me get it back in order. And then afterward, uh, my neighbor's mom was sitting down on my porch and she and I couldn't communicate together because she spoke in a Mayan language and I only spoke Spanish. And she was talking to my neighbor and she was just had this biggest smile on her face. And I was like, what is she doing? Why is she so happy? That was a terrible, awful experience. And my neighbor said she was just so happy that she could help you. And for me, that story was like, A, it made me feel like I was finally part of a community and a family totally outside of my culture, outside of my home and growing up, but also that feeling of being part of a small community where people really care about each other and really look after one another was really um, it was just a huge impactful experience for me, even though it was really kind of gross. <laughs> no, yeah, that's a testament to the culture and the people of Guatemala, I guess. Yeah, exactly. And uh, can you can you tell me about, let's get into the food, about traveling now. Can you tell me what your favorite food is in the States or in specifically Wisconsin? 
And what do you miss most from your experiences abroad? Like, what do you wish you could just go down the street and pick up that you really can't now? Yeah, so here in Wisconsin and Minnesota, I think one of the best things we have to offer are like the fresh berries in the summer. Well, I like going and picking like blueberries and strawberries. And those were one of the things that I missed in Guatemala. You can't really find blueberries anywhere. Um, when I was in Guatemala, they have fresh tortillas that are made every day. And so you can just go down the street and buy tortillas from whoever is, is selling them. And they're warm and delicious. And my favorite thing is to eat fresh tortillas with eggs and beans and uh, avocados and tomatoes that are just fresh and ripe from that day. My neighbor had an avocado tree in our yard, so she would share with me some of hers. And the very best thing is fresh avocados and hot, fresh tortillas. Oh, that sounds delicious, actually. That kind of zesty taste. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, and now, so we you got the food covered, but if you if you if you could have dinner with one living person, who would it be and why? Yeah, I thought about that a little bit, and I have gone back and forth about it. And someone I think that I would really like to have dinner with is Ellen DeGeneres from the uh, Ellen yeah, Show. That's, that's a good answer. Just because I think she is so smart and funny and it would be a really interesting dinner and we could have some good laughs. Yeah, definitely. That's a, I, I'd love to have dinner. Who wouldn't want to have dinner with Ellen too, right? Exactly, right? It would be so and, fun. And uh, now, do you have any book recommendations or blogs or apps or something for traveling? Or but Do you have specifically a book recommendation that you'd like to share? Sure. Um, one of my favorite authors, and it's not specifically related to travel, but it is, it is in a different way, is David Sedaris. And he's written tons of different books, but his, my favorite of his is called Me Talk Pretty One Day. And in that, he talks a lot about his experience of moving to France and taking French as a second language courses in France and just kind of the challenges and the humorous situations that arise when you're living in another culture and speaking another language and learning another language. I think he covers that topic in a way that's just really funny eh, and also very relatable. Yeah, definitely. I'll link that up and I'll check it out. That sounds like a really good book, actually. Yeah, if you haven't read it, you should definitely read it. And uh, going off of, so you're, obviously well read but do you have any do you have any favorite quotes that you want to share with us yeah we're always looking for travel quotes in our office to share with our students and share in social media and different places so one of the ones we've come across recently is by Freya Stark and it's to the quote is to awaken quite alone in a strange town is one of the most pleasant sensations in the world you are surrounded by adventure and I think that's so true for study abroad. And also, you know, some of my experiences traveling have been traveling alone. And I think that traveling alone brings that additional extra adventure where you have to be kind of open to whatever's coming across your way that day. So that quote spoke to me in a lot of different ways. Yeah, definitely. Traveling, yeah, traveling alone is a lot different. And so I think it's something that I'd recommend that everyone do at some point. 
even if you are studying abroad, kind of take a trip maybe on a weekend just by yourself and it's, I, it, it changes your perspective. I agree a hundred percent. And it is a little bit scary and intimidating at first, Yeah, but I think once people take that first trip, then it just adds an extra layer of adventure and opportunity really. Right. And uh, finally, do you have anything you want to add that you'd tell a student or, or just anything? No, Ali, I mean, honestly, I wish that I could make it a requirement for students to study abroad. I think it's that important and that beneficial to them. And so I always try to get that across of how this is the time for them to do it. It's so hard once you graduate to have the experience to go live abroad. And, you know, there are things like Peace Corps that you can do it through. But I just try to make sure students know how beneficial it is and how impactful the experience of living and studying abroad will be for them. Sure. Well put. Yeah, I I think it should be a requirement. In some places it is, depending on the major. But Yep, exactly. um, all right. Well, Callie, thank you very much for being here. I really appreciate it. That was a terrific interview. Uh, guys, I'll link up to her site if you're thinking about studying abroad or going to Superior, or if you're an international student thinking about coming to Superior. Now you've kind of met Callie digitally. Uh, stop into her office if you're on the Superior campus. And Callie, thank you again so much for being here. Please give us an honest review of the show, and we'll talk to you next time. All right. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Kelly. Hey, guys, I hope you enjoyed the show. Be sure to check out all the really neat infographics on the rest of the posts as well as the interviews. There's a lot of good information. You should also download Studying Abroad 201. I really recommend it if you need kind of a fire lit under your ass for studying abroad and you need some motivation. It crafts my journey and exactly what I did. Also, we can email you new interviews or you can connect with us on social media. All right. Thanks a lot.